A beautiful day indeed. God damn, I love that record. Trent, you with us? Hey, brother. What's going on? Oh, man. That's that's a really good fucking song, G. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, um, all right. Without further ado, we can get we can get started if you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm great. Dope, dope. Like ready to go. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh well, I'd like to welcome everyone to the second episode of Money Trees. I am your host, Khufu, K-H-U-F-U, and I am joined by the immaculate Trent the Hooligan. You dig. You dig. You did, yes, sir. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you uh, doing this. Yeah, Trent, man, like it's it's crazy. I was thinking about it. I feel like this is the first piece of content we've actually made together. You know, we've been working side by side, kind of giving each other advice on different projects, but this is the first thing we're really, really getting on and doing together. Yeah, yeah, and I'm excited about it. Um, and hopefully, it's the first of many things we collaborate on. So, yo, I kid you not. I mean, I've been saying this shit since the. <laughs> since the distro days but you are saying this on record for us to look back in 20 years one of the dopest rappers i've ever met in life and so i'm honored that you're joining me here so early in the launch of this uh this new show so yes sir no i'm excited about it i i think you're gonna do great things with this song i'm excited to be the second the second right yeah second sierra was first oh there it is number two <laughs> right there yep Money Trees, number two. Man, where where in the world are you at right now? I am in Conyers, Georgia right now. It's like a little small town, like 20, 30 minutes outside of Atlanta. I'm with family right now for Christmas. Was I tripping um, or did I see you at the game yesterday? I was at, yeah, I was at the Falcons game up in the nosebleeds. It was actually a, a pretty good view, though, uh, and a good game, too. I don't know if you saw it, but the uh, Falcons squeaked by with the win. So it was a, it was a good day. It was a, a beautiful day. That that arena I hear is crazy, and they it's, it's like the so only place, bro. For real, I, it's it's like yeah, I think it's like a billion dollar facility. It's like really beautiful. It's just how the is aesthetic the is amazing. You know how that goes. No, but so like, that, that's what everyone tells me is like, yo, Atlanta's ill because the stadium is regular pricing for food like it's not oh, no the prices were pretty standard like it wasn't like you know you, like when you go into most stadiums and it's like 15 dollars for a hot dog but like i mean the food was whatever it was like i had chicken tenders and fries it was pretty mid but i mean at least it wasn't <laughs> at least it wasn't you know a hundred dollars so it's like yeah if i'm gonna get the mid like please don't tax me please don't like, i already know what's happening bro like <laughs> No, nah, it was straight, though. Like, it was a good experience. I remember when they first opened it, I was in town as well, and we went to the tour. And, I mean, it is a beast of a stadium. Like, it must seat, like, 30,000, 40,000 people. And I think they spent, like, over a billion dollars. Like, the aesthetic is just futuristic. Like, even, like, the even like the font that they have on the Jumbotron and stuff is, like, very, like, of the future. It's awesome. I like it. That, that's that's fire. I'm gonna have to check it out next time I'm in the A. Yeah, How long are you in don't. Georgia for? Uh, I think I'm headed back to North Carolina tomorrow, so this should be the last day. Okay, okay. Holiday with the fam, and then yeah, you're, you're back. When are you back out in LA? 
Uh, the seventh. I'll be back in LA the seventh of January. Fire. We're back. Um, I want to say like the third or fourth week of January, closer around Grammy time. But we okay. should get up. I need the Trent the Hooligan and Wild East Radio record. You already yes, know it's on the way. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's, it's funny. So KK, who's the producer out of there, is actually a fan of your shit. Because back when we had the first project before this current iteration, we used to bump it downstairs all the time. And he was like, yo, like, who is this? And I'm like, bro, Trent is <laughs> barely older than you. Like, I got to get it, get it moving. They was so impressed yeah. with what she was cooking up, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. That album has changed so much since then. Hey, man, you keep it pushing. All gas, no brakes, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Got to. Never um, satisfied. I'm, yeah. No, no, what are you going to say? No, talk to me. Someone's got to stop me from, like, making records. Like, someone's got to stop me from tra- changing the track list because, like, I don't know when to stop. So. You just got to put it out, G. And, you know, I think that there's, we, obviously, we've talked about that. So I used to work with Trent um, when I was at, a distribution company heading up artist and label development and Trent was a part of a label we were working with with De Niro Ferrar and Trent's project was one of those joints that you play straight through where it start to finish storytelling narrative was great there were really dope punchlines beat selection was fire and it was just this experience and I think we you know we went back and forth on it a lot as Trent to an extent is a bit of a perfectionist and, uh, you know, we actually share a birthday, so I can see the, yeah. <laughs> the Virgo in you right Virgo there. Virgo gang. Hey, shout out to my girl. She's in here right now. She's a Virgo as well. Hey, Virgo season. We out here. Yes, um, you know, I didn't even realize my first two guests are Virgos. Three isn't, but anyway. I digress. We like so, to keep, I, you know, like we're, uh, we love, I think that's like a reflection of how much Virgos love themselves. We're a little bit self-absorbed because <laughs> we like hanging around other Virgos and like anyone that doesn't denies that is in denial. Yeah, nice so, cap. So yo, you move like I do. Yeah, we can, we can get jiggy. I mean, we can just be honest about it. You know, I think, I think it's dope that you spent so much time on getting this project to a point where you're comfortable with it. Uh-huh. And you know, we struggle with that, that balance of like making sure the marketing and all the PR is right and having that line up with when you're ready to drop it. Because sometimes you'll finish it, you'll think it's done. And then it takes so long to get the back end shit right that you're already kind of on to the next concept. You're yeah. trying to put together this project in a different way than where it first was at. So where are you currently at with this? I mean, it's, it's done. I'm already working okay. on a, another project, like for after this one. Um, I think Ethan would like get re- like he would like be having panic attacks because he'd be <laughs> like, "All right, we can't have any more records on the album. Like it has to be packaged. Like it's done. It's a great album. Like you don't need to do anything else with it." And then I'll, it'll be like 4 a.m. I'll make a new record. I'll be like, "But this one, like with the concept of the album, like if I put it like track 12, bro, like it would go crazy, bro." <laughs> And he's like, bro, the album is perfect the way it is. Stop touching it. Like, we're never going to get it out. So, like, I think it took a little bit of me, like, being like, okay, let me let me calm down. But, yeah, it's all done. Um, I think, like, the newest track that I made for the album was probably made two months ago. So I, like, put a cap on it around then. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Okay, okay. Do we have a estimated release window we don't have to give a date but when are when are we um, looking at dropping this right before the summer the rollout starts um at the very beginning of the year at the top of the year 
Um, so we're going to start putting out singles and videos, but I'm going to do a, not, not, not too long of a rollout, but I'm going to give it enough time to, you know, grow the way it's supposed to. So. Okay. What's the, is, is beautiful day on that or is beautiful day just a Lucy? Nah, beautiful day is just a Lucy. So, uh, nobody has heard any songs on the project quite yet. Is no, okay. Except, I'm, I'm except get, for the people in my circle that have. Okay, I was like, wait, dude, yeah, bro. Yeah, tell me, tell me that SoundCloud link ain't all getting scrapped. No, 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 I was no, no, just no. like, wait a second, what can I say about none this? of my fans? <laughs> none of my fans have, have heard the new project yet. Oh man, I was about to say Trent, bro. Not again. No, 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 no. <laughs> not no, the no. SoundCloud link being revamped. No, um, no, that thing has been abused and used. abused used and bruised my boy and and ran over again ran through man that's that's really exciting can you well you know i'll I'll give you I'll, i'll switch it up a little bit i started money trees because i feel like i have a lot of these conversations with my homies and we just kind of need to document it for other people to learn from but even for ourselves just to kind of say like damn we talked about it and then we did it Right. So I know me and you chopped, it was a couple of weeks back, just talking about the project and what that rollout's going to look like for you and just where you're currently at in your career. And, you know, I've been pretty heavy in the Web3 space these last few months. Right. Where's it all sitting at for you? Like, and I know that's a very broad question. So you can the start. The Web3 experience? Yeah, just Web3, NFTs, crypto. Are you interested? I'm you- like adjacent. I'm like seeing it. You feel me? Like I'm like around it a lot. I am yeah. not as into it as I should be. Like one of my homies, I won't say any names, but has made a good amount of money off of it. And he's actually going to be marketing, um, you know, his whole brand and project around it, which I think is really cool. I think it's the future. I accidentally made like $4,000 off of shit coin one time. So like I see it. It's a happy you know accident. I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Shout out Ethan for telling me to put eighty dollars into a coin. Um, so you know, I see it. Uh, I need to get more into it, but I'm definitely like hip. You know, I I see where it's going, and um, I fully expect to be a part of it. So, what was the um, so Ethan is Trent's manager, just as we'll mention him uh, throughout the rest of the show. Yeah. What was the what was the shit coin? Do you remember? Safe Moon. Oh, safe moon, to safe the moon, moon to the moon, brother. Yeah, I was in a. Uh, that's when I was. That's like GameStop, uh, Robin Hood days, and I was joining. Yeah, Discords. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, it was. It was a bitch trying to buy safe moon, bro. You had to jump through. So Bro, many yeah. Ethan was like, "Just give me your computer," and he sat there for like thirty minutes. He's like, "All right, we have to, we have to transfer it to this coin, and then pancake swap it to this coin." And then we had to wait two hours. And then once it's transferred over to this coin, then we can put it in MetaMask. And I was like, bro, just do your thing. I don't understand any of this shit at all. <laughs> and I still don't. So I think like when I when it's time to like for me to really invest, I'm gonna need somebody. I, I'm gonna have to pay somebody to, you know, do all that shit because I don't really understand Man. it. Fuck all that noise. You're not gonna have to pay nothing. I'm you know, I'm huge on my education piece. I'm working on things right now that are trying to lower that barrier of entry to people uh-huh. because it is, it is really complex, but at the same time, it's not. All we're doing is taking the same kind of concepts and principles that economies have run on for forever and making it digital. Right. People hear NFTs and they think, oh, 
art and it's always just like money laundering or these crazy high prices for art and that's not it at all all nfts are is a way to prove that you own something digitally right right and once we can kind of get the messaging there it becomes a lot simpler where i think about for you right and this is a on the spot so i apologize if the analogy doesn't stick all the way through uh-huh. but with something like all gas no brakes um and we know how important your uh your jeep was right for what 240 oh, yeah yep well b- before i jump into it give a quick little synopsis 240 so originally the album was called 240 and a really weird funny story i was back in wilmington i think for christmas two years ago and i was at a homie's house and my car had hit 240,000 miles at 2.40 a.m. that night. And, um, like, as I was pulling out, it hit 240,000 miles. And I ran over something in the dude's driveway and ripped my bumper off. Um, and then my homie sent me a beat, I shit you not, that was 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, so then I made a song called 2.40. And I was like, oh, this is God. So I was like, this is going to be the title track to the album. Um, And I had it. That was the original one that you were listening to. And for the most part, it was packaged and ready to go. And then when COVID happened, we kind of sat back and reassessed. And we're like, okay, I don't think this is the climate to put an album out in. And I kept working and improved on the project. And um, over time, kind of came up with a different concept. Uh, but that project will probably never see the light of day. It's, there's remnants of it on all gas, no brakes. I feel like it's just an updated version, but, um, yeah, so that, that's kind of the story behind the Jeep. And I, like, I did everything in that Jeep. Uh, yeah, I grew up in, in that Jeep. I spent a lot of time and then I put a lot of miles on it. So it was like, it it was kind of like a metaphor for my adolescence and my childhood. So. Growing See, up in North I, Carolina. I think that that's it, it, it's an insane story because of that last piece that you added where it's like the 240 project really stemmed from all these experiences that you had while in this Jeep. You know what I mean? Whether it's you, it's yeah. taking you to these places or experiences you had with the car itself, you know, like or in the car. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of crazy, especially for someone really young like you. And then we start thinking about NFTs and Web3. Where, okay, well, this symbol of this car and all the kind of pieces you can take from that, whether it's a license plate or it's a wheel style or it's like interior. And then you start helping fans kind of tell your story or even a roadmap, right? Right. So when Web3 projects drop, they normally release roadmaps. And these roadmaps are showing you, hey, this is where we've been, where we're at and where we're going. And you can do pretty cool shit with NFTs where let's say you decided that part of your album rollout is literally dropping a roadmap. And let's say that in order to get to the next destination, it's something like, yo, you know, somebody buys a T-shirt or somebody goes to a concert or somebody goes here. And then you kind of create this unlockable, um, for (laughs) lack of a better analogy, on some Dora the Explorer shit. When she's like pulls out the map and you have to go to point A to point B to point C to point D. And it's not necessarily about making a bunch of money. You don't have to charge crazy, crazy prices to it. But what you can do is create a fan experience. And then people can say like, oh, yo, I went on 
this symbolic roadmap journey and they can have that 10 years down the line in a way like, yo, I save concert tickets. I save vinyl covers. I collect a lot of important music moments and things that matter to me. And it would be dope to do that digitally. It doesn't have to be like the high, you know, I don't think you have to charge a high price right, so to, it to actually like, provide some value. Essentially like digital memorabilia. Yes, exactly. Literally digital collectibles. And then yep. you start tying that into the 240 story and it just becomes another layer that you add into your world where it doesn't mean like, yo, your entire world has to be in the metaverse or only people that understand NFTs can be a part of it. But you're just right. saying like, yo, this helps me tell my story. And so now y'all can experience it like this if you choose to. And then yep. you can add incentives, you can add rewards, but it doesn't have to be anything more than just that that memorabilia that collectible definitely yeah the, the future is now so i agree <laughs> with you we just gotta be uh, careful with the uh the meta I, you know I, I just watched i showed my little brother the matrix last night yeah and that shit scared the shit out of me all over again we just gotta be careful man i mean we can't get lost in the sauce you know what i mean we gotta make sure that we have a tight handle on the sauce here's the thing though man if it is the matrix then it already is the matrix. We already in it. What are we gonna do? You got a point, but we might be creating. <laughs> we might be creating the matrix right now. You you dig what I'm saying? No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just giving you shit, man. <laughs> Fucking Zuck is about to uh, meta us out. Yo, is he's I'm, a robot? He, you know, I was like, gonna say, but we're about to like get off on the, a tangent. How the uh, <laughs> the agents are walking around, but they're yeah, not really yeah. humans. That, that he's one of them. He's definitely Agent Smith, like whatever the look earth, him in, uh, like watch a video of him and look in his eyes and tell me that that is a human being. I don't believe, it, bro. <laughs> I, I don't. Nah, there's no soul behind those eyes, bro. Did you see the uh, the meta presentation where he had the what was it, Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce? Just no, like, <laughs> bro. You gotta look up this picture because he's giving um, a virtual presentation and what looks like a study or an office. And there's just things that you would like ornaments on the wall that you would expect to see, and then there's just a a full unopened thing of sweet. Because he doesn't know how to human. He doesn't know how to human. So he's like, "What would a human? What would a human do, brother? He'd have barbecue sauce on his desk right here. He's trying. He's trying to fake the funk, bro. He's not a human." He doesn't oh know how to human. I'm, I'm, Are you kidding me? Literally a tear coming down my eye. He doesn't know how to human, brother. I, I think that that's part of the shit where, for me, I try to separate, you know, NFT and just the lingo around the metaverse where it gets a bad rap. People hear NFT and, you know, they only think the high art. People hear metaverse and they're thinking fucking Zuck and whatever Facebook is doing. And it's limiting. You know? Like, this really is the future. The future is now. I know you're half joking when you said that, but like, you're really, really No, I'm with now. it. I'm with it. I think with anything, you just approach with a bit of caution mm -hmm. and you'll be alright. And I think that it's nothing different with this concept. I agree. I think that part of that's going to be breaking that education barrier and just providing people with the tools so they can get into it. Because, uh, you know, it is, comp it is complex, but it's simple concepts. So we just have to try to bridge that gap. Right. I wanted to ask you, though, what do you have maybe a favorite thing about the space or maybe something about the space that you don't really like? About this space? Yeah, about, well, not like money trees, but the Web3 space. 
Oh, um, I think just like, I think from what I've seen, certain people have kind of like become totally engulfed in it, you know, um, which I think can be dangerous. I think that as far as, you know, making money through crypto or NFTs, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because I think we're seeing people make um, the amount of money that they couldn't make any other way. You know what I mean? Uh, because of the way the system is set up, you know, like you got to go get a degree and do this and get a job and make money this way. So it kind of gives people freedom financially to make money any way that they want. As far I don't know if this would technically be Web3 space, but like, you know, I read something that basically said, like, you know, when TVs came out, 90% of our life was in the real world and 10 was on the screen. And then when phones came out, it went to 50. And now they're talking about, oh, we're going to have these, these smart glasses where your screen is right in front of you. You don't even have to touch anything. So we're just kind of going deeper into this, this rabbit hole of, you know, the ratio of, okay, what part of our lives is in the real world and what part of our lives is in the metaverse. And I think we have to be careful with that. Um, I'm with you 1,000%. Because but as far as making money and, you know, like using the metaverse and the Web3 space to your advantage and for financial freedom, I don't see anything wrong with that. I just think it's a slippery slope and we have to be careful. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Like it can be good and great for making money and creating new opportunities for, what do they call it, the wealth transfer. But at the right. same time... That shit is scary, man. The idea of not going outside because you have everything you need on your computer. Right. Like the VR shit, like the like that shit is scary. Like what, what do we have? Two more senses? Like once they get smell and feel down, like we're done for. You feel well, me? Like, have you seen Neuralink? Are you familiar with Neuralink? No, nah, I'm not. What is that? <laughs> okay, this, this, this is definitely going to upset you and the homeboys as the, the kids would say. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> Neuralink is a, I think they call it BMI, Brain Modifying Interface. Uh -huh. And what it allows for is, you know, it fixes degenerative diseases currently. I believe I'm saying that correctly, where it's like if you're paralyzed, they're trying to help you walk. If you're blind, they're trying to reconnect the senses that made you blind through this implant. But eventually the idea is it would go from wearables to you wearing your glasses and seeing your screens to all of us are sitting in a room, we're probably not even in a room together, but we have chips literally in our brains and you're just sending yeah, signals back and forth. with all that. But here's the thing, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the next, that, you know, like uh, evolution in humans is how we survive, right? Maybe yeah. that is the next step in human evolution. Maybe that's how we become, you know, like untouchable as far as like, making sure that human life goes on into the distant future. You know what I mean? Like if we're all just like laying dormant, like in some goop, like in the matrix <laughs> and we're able to survive with just the chip in our head and have a similar human experience and we're not destroying the earth because we're not up around and moving, then, you know, maybe that is the solution, but it's very hard for me to wrap my head around like being a human, but not really having a human experience. You know what I mean? maybe that is i know but then that again as humans like what is a human experience we're breaking like the blueprint every decade for what the human experience is you know what i mean so i don't no, know I, I i would agree <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i feel like you know it's not it's not on us to decide i will 
I, I always say things are not for me as well, too, even when I don't get them. Where the reason I was bringing up Neuralink is that they put out a video a few months back where they had a monkey playing Pong with its brain. It had no controllers. It was, and this is in oh 2021. God. It's already able to play a video game with no controllers. Right. And I was just like, fuck, bro, where are we going to be at? Like 20 years ago, there was no iPhone. There wasn't even a thought. Yeah, of it's like the snowball effect. You know, like how like the more it's rolling, the faster we progress. You know, so yep. like something that you know it took us ten years to get this far ahead, and the next time around, it's only going to take us like the equivalent of two years to get that far ahead. And that process just keeps speeding up until we're making advancements so quick. It's like a snap of the finger, you know. So like that shit is scary to me. This shit is nuts, man. Um, speaking of existential <laughs> threats, have you seen uh, your doppelganger's new movie, Don't Look Up? Yes, yes. Me and my girl watched that like two days ago. It was I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was definitely a big metaphor for COVID and like the state of the world we're in now. Um, no spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it, but definitely go see it. It's a, it's a good movie. Trent's a doppelganger. He wears hats all the time, and he doesn't like to admit it, but it's fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. The kid at, least, the- at least three times a week, I'll get that. <laughs> I, I mean, it's not the worst comparison to have. Come like, on, fam. It's nowhere near the worst. Yeah, There's way less like, hey, celebrity bro, lookalikes. Look, yeah, people aren't, at least people aren't like, hey, bro, you look like uh, Rosie O'Donnell. You know what I mean? Like, they're saying, you know, I look like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'll take it. Yeah, it was funny. People used to try to cut my ass and call me Omar Epps. I'm like, nigga, Omar Epps. I'm chilling, bro. Bless. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, Shit, man. I, I should have went bald sooner. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was right. Um, <laughs> so, are you? How are, how are you enjoying holiday? Was it was it a good holiday time? It was good. It was it was good. I always like being uh, back home with family. Um, is it easier to re- is it easier to record in North Carolina or in California? Definitely California. I'm the oldest of seven children, so when I go back home, there's like a million little munchkins running around. Yeah, and uh, like I don't really have like a permanent room to stay, so like wherever I can like sleep in the house is where I sleep, you know, because there's not enough like room for everybody to have their own room in my family house. So what I usually do is I'll go back to my best friend's house and record in the garage that we started making music in. So it is kind of cool when I go back because I go back and record in the in the room where I first started making music in. Um but I think it's definitely a more comfortable like reliable space back home in LA in my bedroom cuz I have my whole studio built in there but I I'm I make it shake when I'm back home if I need to record. So Damn, nah, I didn't I didn't know you were the oldest of seven. Are you your siblings fans of the tunes? Uh yeah, I think I think they like it. Um, some of them are bigger fans than others, but you know, you know how that goes. But I definitely do. My little sister is about to turn twelve, and not a damn thing I do excites her. It'd be like oh, I'm yeah, like, it's yo, hard. it's hard to get these young kids excited. Oh, yo, it's like they they got TikTok and their attention span they're not is be moving. Yeah, they're like, oh, you got a million views on this. That don't matter. I saw something with a hundred mil yesterday. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, okay, damn. Yeah. Like I know the person who got a hundred mil. They're like, man, it don't matter. It's not you. They're like, yeah, that song was cool, but you couldn't knock out Jake Paul in the boxing ring. 
<laughs> like, yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what is that? How do those even correlate? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm not even a boxer, bro. Like, you're... <laughs> it should be. Man. Well, nobody that Jake Paul boxes is a boxer, so. Hey, man, I'm not. I'm not about to jump on the Jake Paul <laughs> defense squad, but who is is getting a little hard to knock the man. No, I, bro, don't get me wrong. Above average fighter, absolutely. But box a boxer. That's all I'm saying. It was funny what happened with Floyd and Logan. That was like the biggest sham ever. Like Floyd Jake was, was just like, not. Jake was like live tweeting as the fight was going on. Like, my brother's about to beat Floyd Mayweather. I don't know. He was trolling hard. That was hilarious. That is funny, man. They're They're entertainers. So shout yeah, out, I mean, shout out to the, that. I suppose. They definitely have the formula down. They know what they're doing. I was bringing up the recording piece because I was just thinking about the album. I'm thinking summer. I know you're about to drop uh-huh. music video. Is that Feb? Um, I have like three or four music videos in the tuck. So there will be plenty of visual content being put out to the people as I'm rolling out the album. Okay. Um, so I can't like one. I can't say one music video because there's gonna be probably three or four. So yeah, I mean, as far as like visual content, the people will be fed. Um, I, I probably will put out the first music video for the project the same week I put out the first single. So because I've been away for so long, you know, I only dropped one song uh, this year. Oh, so I I know. <laughs> it's time to feed people. We are hungry. I can yeah. I can speak for the masses, especially the ones that know Trent's music, man. It's it's really fucking good. Yeah, people are mad at me, so I gotta put out music before. I, I, I think lose the buzz that I have. You're not gonna lose the buzz, G. Don't worry about that. <laughs> this is a it's a long tale. But what I was gonna say is, I think that there's a few ways for you to enter into this Web three space as an artist that's adjacent to it with really really good records. Right. I would think about it. Big, big picture, what I mentioned earlier, where you could create an experience around it, something that doesn't require consistent participation, but it's a way for you to have that memorabilia that, you know, at the very least is cool to collect. And your your videos are really, really creative, where you think about the, I don't want to, the crash video where you did the Ricky Bobby outfit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know what I mean, creating moments kind of around these really creative film concepts that you have. Uh, you lean into the film inspiration on a lot of your music videos. Right. There's just a lot of kind of, uh, I guess we can call it ancillary, supportive content that you already make that uh-huh. could live in the Web3 space and exist there. Uh-huh. And it's just a way to document it. It's just a way to have those creations have a home. And for the people that want more from the Trent the Hooligan brand where it's like, oh man, the music isn't enough. Okay, it's the pandemic. We can't go see him in person. It's like, all right, I'm going to go collect this or I'm going to go have this. Right. That's a bit bigger picture. I would say more immediately, you and Ethan just need to chop on what it looks like to mint either a song or a music video. And I would say start there. Right. I'd recommend... Hmm, well, the the way that you release, especially the way that you do Lucy's, it would be really cold if you put out a song from the 240 days that didn't make the cut 
and you put it out on a platform like Catalog. And Catalog is just one of one music NFTs. And so what happens is people can go there and stream the song even if they don't own it. But then if somebody wants to collect that record, then they can. And you don't have to give up rights. You don't have to give up anything. It's the novelty of getting to own a piece of music in a way that no one's ever been able to say they could before. Where when you paint something, that original is the one-on-one. We know with music, we get it out of Logic or Ableton or Pro Tools, and it's that same file everywhere. So catalog is more just an agreement that you're saying, hey, I'm going to mint this as a one-of-one. I'm not going to go mint it anywhere else. And whoever collects this on here, they have the, the right to say that they own it. You don't need utility. You don't need to attach a bunch to it. It could be the fact that, like, yo, I'm one of the biggest Trent the Hooligan fans. This is an unreleased record. I want that. I want to say I can have that on my collection. I want to be able to have that collectible. And we've never, ever been able to price our music that way. When I say, like, we, it's like the collective music community. The Mm. value of music has always been determined by the platforms. And so that's one of those really interesting kind of – wealth transfers that we have the opportunity to have and it's a lucy bro so for you it's not no risk because the records are fire and you always want to put your best shit out but you still get to tell your project cohesively let it be on streaming not worry about kind of overlap in a new space but then you let fans that are already on catalog that are using catalog as their main streaming place listen to the record and right i think i think that that's the oh and then the flip side of that is also or is and or to mint a one of one uh, music video NFT, and you mint that on the blockchain just as a stamp. Where it's like, yo, we I know how creative you are. Trent has takes three thousand dollars and makes it look like it's a forty k budget on a video. Right. Where I'm just like, how the hell did you get this location? How did you get this props? Like, what what are these edits? And you're just like, yeah, bro, <laughs> I think I think we had twelve hundred for this. Yeah. Uh, and that type of creativity is celebrated in the space. And it's not overwhelming. It doesn't require you to learn anything crazy. There's some really dope platforms that will allow you to do that. And then you can kind of stamp yourself that way and enter into the Web3 space. Yes, sir. I got to check that out. I got to uh, – you and Ethan should uh, should get up and, and, uh, and uh, talk about like what we want to – do yeah, I might do that. Uh, the the country, you, you know, the one me and De Niro had on two forty, the country boy cruising down the back row. Might do that yeah. one. Yes, sir. I, it took all I had to not go to my disco and play <laughs> the previous. <preview Yeah. record. laughs> yeah, um, didn't make the cut, but it's a good song. It's a fire record, man. And so even with that, even with the collaborator, right? So having De Niro on it, it's very similar to what I'm doing with the Money Trees notes and. I love the idea that the people that come on this show can, one, have a piece of art that has a unique style to it and looks cool. Like, just at the core of that, I love that. You know, I'm, I'm big on custom pieces. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what the collection of my friends looks like with all of these notes. And they're just these one-of-one collectibles that exist because I think the art is dope. And if you want to be a part of it, then that is what it is. Yes, sir. But there's also kind of a reward piece to it where if the piece sells, I'm splitting that cost or that well, not that cost, that profit 
with the artist who made it and whoever the guest is for the piece that sells. So you come on here. We just had this nice chop up. We uh-huh. make this NFT. Let's say somebody in here decides that they want to make their own NFT roadmap because they're inspired by the 240 story. And they're like, oh, man, this thing went crazy. Yo, if it wasn't for Trent and Coop chopping it up, I would have never did that. They decide to collect that, uh, you know, your note. And then you made some bread off of it, which we don't know if that happens in two days or in two years. And to me, it's not that deep because it lives on the blockchain for forever. You set it for sale. Yeah, and that's pretty pretty cool. That's a cool concept in and of itself. You know what I mean? So I think that's something everybody can get behind. And that's why I really like what you're doing here. And I think you're going to spread a lot of awareness on what all this stuff is, you know, and inspire a lot of people to, you know, take part. So... And I appreciate that, G. So on on that note, I would like to know, I have a thing that I'm going to start doing where in the Web3 space, there's something called a seed phrase, S-E-E-D phrase. And my thought is just seed phrase isn't scary enough because a seed phrase is your recovery key that grants access to your crypto and your NFTs and like all your cryptocurrencies with your wallet. So if you lose your seed phrase, you can lose access to all of that. Right. And I, I don't know, it's just it's it's a little too friendly. So mm-hmm. I'm repurposing seed phrase and me and Sierra figured it out. It's the motto to your rainforest. Where let's say that every guest that's coming on here is planting their own money tree. And that tree is symbolic of, you know, whatever their journey is in the Web3 space. If you had a motto for that rainforest, what would that seed phrase be? It would be, when man fights, the devil smiles. Make God smile. Let me get that one more time, Trent. (laughs) When man fights, the devil smiles. Make God smile. I love that. Yep. Stop fighting, y'all. <laughs> Stop fighting, man. So, boom, that, that's that. The last piece that I ask everyone is that note that I mentioned earlier is going to be a one-of-one one NFT commemorating, celebrating your appearance here. What would you like the reserve price? Reserve is just where the auction will start at for this note to oh, be. Oh, man, you putting this on me? Yes, guess the side, man. It could be okay. Like you gotta have to give me like what? What are these things like normally? You know? Like you <laughs> hey, can't do man. this to me, bro. Hey, man. No, that's the, so. So the way I look at it is so we also get royalties on it, right? So you can uh-huh. set it for a hundred dollars, and then you become one of the illest rappers in the world in four years, and it resells for a hundred k, and then there's a percentage of that that comes back to us, which is then still split up. Um, I don't think that, not that the price doesn't matter, but I think it's, it's just up to the guest. And I, it, it's really cool to see where people will set their prices at. Man, cool. Some people are going to go really high. Some people Kufu are just going to say whatever. Kufu. Kufu. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. Put it at a rack and I don't care. That's it. Just put cool. it at a rack. One, right. 1,000 US yep. at current valuation of ETH. But that might change, bro. And that's the wild shit, right? It's yeah, it's, it's, it's we're putting down, it. Huh? Yep, we're putting it in, um, in ETH, in, in in the price in ether, and we're basing it off of fiat price. So whatever one thousand USD is at the time of listing will be the price set in ether. And okay. if ETH goes up, 
so does the price. If ETH goes down, so does the price. We go the way of the blockchain. Yes, sir. But um, yo, man, this this definitely ran. See, I I chop it up. This <laughs> I knew thirty minutes. Not that it would be too too short, but like we could talk for another hour, G. And we yeah. are gonna have to talk for another hour because me, you, and Ethan need to get on. Yeah, we'll get on. I need to figure also. out. Yeah, we we need to chop more on all gas, no breaks. For so sure. you said you're you're out in L.A. in like a few weeks, huh? Yeah, we should be out in L.A. for a few weeks. Um, yeah, we Tyler's coming out and doing it. Bruh, when I tell you, well, no, we were supposed to. It was kind of on me, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm thinking, I'm like, wait a second. Nah, I tried to get up with you. And you were like, I I never think I'm busy until, like, I have to, like, make plans for something. And then I realize, like, I always have something going on, which is, like, super irresponsible of me. But, you know, I'm I'm still growing and learning. So, but next time, we will definitely get up. Bruh, I've become one of those people that if it's not on my calendar, I miss it. And... I'm I'm ashamed to say that because I always wanted to feel like I could have it in my head, but legit, I'd be right. having to send Google Cal invites for everything. I'm like, hey, bro, I didn't even know we were supposed to go do this. Yeah, no, I understand completely. Being an adult is hard. <laughs> adult? I don't I don't get it. So yeah, when when we're out there, we'll all get up. Definitely want you and the boys getting in the studio. Yeah, uh, there's already some records I'm thinking of that y'all would be gas on. Yeah, but. For sure. Yeah, now well, well, is Ethan out there? Yeah, Ethan is. Uh, he stayed home for the holidays, so he's okay. he's out there. All right, hell yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll all get up, and then yeah, we'll make we'll make something shake while we all there. Most definitely. Well, I appreciate you having me on. My G, thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. This has been Money Trees, episode two, with the Immaculate Trent the Hooligan. Yes, sir. All gas, no brakes. Y'all better know that. <laughs>